it's your hostess with the most it's Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate creatives entrepreneurs innovators who shape the culture around us and give relevance to the creator economy one post at a time so in other words we wouldn't for everybody black and today we have someone on the show that is the epitome of someone in the community doing great things and his name is andre spicer let's read on him a little bit so you can get a little background story he is a multifaceted entrepreneur, community activist, and a catalyst for positive change. He is from Compton, California, and he is deeply committed to the community where he resides with his family and operates three businesses, his ventures including Waterworks Compton and Naturally Me Hair Salon, focusing on enhancing the community well-being, offering jobs, and promoting self-love. Beyond entrepreneurship, Andre amplifies voices through the Hub radio station, hosting discussions with government officials, authors, and experts. As a City of Compton's councilman of District 2, Andre consistently takes action using his platform to advance social and economic welfare while actively engaging in business management, community volunteering, and collaborative problem solving. That was a lot. Yep. This man yeah. is busy. Welcome to the show, Dre. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, Maisha. Yeah. I love all the intro. The intro Absolutely. to the show, my intro was nice. Like, I'm rocking with it. Shout it's that energy. <laughs> we got we to gotta have the energy on the show. Yeah. But before we start, I got one question to ask you. Yes, ma'am. When did you know that black creativity was the culture? Oh, man. Black creativity was the culture for me since I was a kid, to be honest with you. I've mm -hmm. always been a creative Yes. So I've always drawn, I've painted. Um, fun fact about me, like I've always drawn and painted my whole life. I had got into do doing Disney characters for a long time. Yeah. And then I had this like weird little crush on uh, Jessica Rabbit. You know oh, Jessica yeah. Rabbit I know Jessica. So I was painting her up and then I started switching up her outfit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that actually turned me into doing fashion. So I did fashion. Wow. For like a few years. I went to school for fashion design. I did evening mm -hmm. gowns, suits. I did a lot of weddings and proms and things yeah. like that. So like since I was a kid, just creativity has just been in me and mm -hmm. that's just that's been my culture. Yes. So it's always been and a part of And Compton is rich in culture. Absolutely. In general. There's so much talent, so many entertainers, entrepreneurs that come out of Compton and you are cut from that cloth. Man, and that's a hell of a cloth to be cut from. Yes, sir. So let's start from the beginning and just get a little background story of where you started, how is your life growing up, and how is your life now? Wow, that was a, okay. Get All into right. it. Yeah, man. Um, born and raised in Compton. Uh, whole family had been there for 65 years. My grandmother mm. grew up in Richland Farms. Uh, not grew up, but she bought a house in Richland Farms back in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And if anybody know anything about that area, that's like the countryside of Compton. Yeah. That's like there's no sidewalks. In our backyard, we had horses, pigs, sheep, goats, chickens, Crazy. rabbits, geese. They used to tear my ass up. <laughs> uh, and we just had so many different animals just in our own backyard. Mm -hmm. It was like the farm area. But that's Compton. People don't even know about that. Yeah. On the east side where my mom uh, bought a house, it, you know, we had a pool, jacuzzi. It was more of a city type of yeah. vibe. So, um I had everything I needed in terms of just like like I didn't deal with a lot of poverty and like mm -hmm. that type of type of thing. It was more just growing up in a in, in an environment that was uh, built and des designed to destroy you as yeah. a black man or a person of color. Yeah. And so you know, just walking to school, you see you know the the prostitution, uh, mm -hmm. heavy prostitution. You know, yeah. the drug traffic. I mean, the the sex trafficking was off the chain and still is to this yeah. day. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're dealing with the the gang. Uh, violence, the drug deals, the the graffiti. So these are the things that you're constantly seeing every day, and these are the things that's weighing on, onto your yeah. subconscious. Yeah. You know, um, when you start seeing abandoned buildings and graffiti and prostitution and drugs and guns and dope and all this is like your everyday life, you kind of think some of this is just normal. This is mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. So if you're asking me, when people ask me, how was your life? I mean, for me, it was it was life. Yeah. You know, you don't realize how uh, you don't realize how bad things are if you don't know no better. Yep. And it's the, it's until mm -hmm. you start to see other things and you see like you go to other communities and be like, dang, I don't hear the soundtrack. Well, what's the soundtrack, Dre? Uh, the helicopter. I don't even hear the <laughs> helicopter outside. Like we in Bellflower. No right. I don't hear no sirens. We ain't got no, no, no. The, you know, there's no police. Yes, no yes. nothing going on around here. Why is it so quiet? Mm -hmm. And it feels strange. Yes, it does. And that's that's a problem within us. So mm -hmm. growing up, you know, you don't realize. I don't even. I, I don't have a 
sad story. Oh, woe was me. It was so bad. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We all grew up in Compton. We all in the same tax bracket. We all dealt with some of the same issues. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, my, my childhood was normal. It was regular. I enjoyed it. I had everything that I needed. I love it. And yeah. Yeah. I can relate. I had the same kind of background story growing up in Long Beach. You know, you round your family. Yeah. Of course, you know, some people are heavily gang related. You see the prostitution too. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I still had like a normal childhood. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> the things that were our normal, you know, I don't have it anymore because where I, I live. But right. I mean, it was kind of a part of our lifestyle and it yeah. kind of makes you who you are today. So, how has your childhood impacted you as an adult? The way that my childhood impacted me as an adult is just, again, seeing those issues and then realizing later um, where some of your your issues stem from mm -hmm. is sometimes just a, a, a result of the things that you've been through, the yeah. trauma that you've experienced, you know, seeing people get shot, seeing some of these different things happen, it's yeah. affecting you. And it's like, how do you respond to it? And um, so that's when I started to kind of like get more into like, yo, why is Compton like this? Why is the hood like this? Mm -hmm. Why are we seeing these same cycles happen? Yep. And um, I started getting more into it that way. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking into, you know, the numbers in, in the demographics, who's here in Compton, what is, what's City Hall looking like? And, mm -hmm. you know, after some of my research, I realized everything that we're dealing with in the streets is a direct result of what's happening in City Hall, at yeah. least in Compton. I can't say that about everywhere, mm -hmm. but in Compton, that's what it was. So it would be gang banging in the streets, Rest assured, they gang banging in City Hall. <laughs> Believe that, like seriously, it's like Whoa. red and blues. It's like them and them and yeah, those. Like it's yeah. them versus us. It's, mm -hmm. And that carries down. Yeah. And you don't realize that until you actually get in there and you see what's happening. And you're wow. Like, oh, y'all like, worse than us. Mm-hmm. So. So what what uh, drove you to go for a councilman? Because that whole journey. Let's talk about the journey first. Let's talk about the Yo. journey you getting there. Yeah, no, that is the longest, <laughs> most stressful, most entertaining mm. story that you probably could that that could probably be told. Yeah. Um, I started the Hub Radio about 15 years ago, mm -hmm. and it was mainly just a, and this is right when podcasts like it wasn't even such thing as a name podcast. Mm -hmm. It was internet radio. Yeah. So we were like the first ones, like for me in my area, in my demographic, we were the first ones to actually do radio on the internet. Yeah. And just like doing these types of setups. That's awesome. And I was like, yo, um, every time I Google Compton, I get all these ne this negative these negative images. I get yeah. the, the yellow tape, I get the sirens, I get the gangs, I get I get the old English Compton letters. Mm -hmm. You feel me? I get I get all the the negative in Compton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, and then when you go to different places and travel different places, because I travel a lot. Yeah. And everywhere I go in the world, I, Egypt, Dubai. Uh, then I just came from Zanzibar, Ghana, like all these mm -hmm. different places. They know Compton. That's crazy. Everywhere. Everywhere I've been, they know Compton, but they know what they know of Compton. Of their course. image. Mm -hmm. And their image often doesn't reflect what we actually are. Yeah. And so you ask, well, where does that come from? And it comes from a media yep. background. It's the media that puts that out. Yeah. And so you look at, you know, well, where are all these stories coming from? At that time, I'm looking at where the story's coming from. Mm -hmm. None of those people were from my, my, my community. So now you got people outside your community telling the story about your community, which Absolutely. doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, all right, well, let me get in here and provide a platform, and and, and I can tell our stories. I can mm -hmm. bring in people, give them a platform, and they can tell their own yeah. stories, and whether it be music, different forms of entertainment, sports, just all that. Yeah. Like we, we have it in Compton. We just need to, yeah, you know, put it on a uh, put it on Front Street, and so that's what I've been doing. And then after, uh, again, I, I researched like what, why the city looks like it does, and the gang banging from City Hall to the streets. Come on. Started looking at the numbers. It's 100,000 people in Compton. This is where it gets nerdy. It's 100,000 <laughs> people in Compton, and uh, the average voter is 65, but the average age is 30. So wow. statistically speaking, it's a young city. Yeah. And then you say, well, you know, well, why? Is the voting number so low? Why is the turnout mm -hmm. so low? It's because my demographic don't care because government ain't never did nothing for us to begin with. Come on. So why am I engaging? Mm -hmm. And so that was our stance. But I'm like, well, that doesn't change nothing. Mm -hmm. It don't change nothing. You have to actually engage to actually make, to, to see a change. Absolutely, I agree. And we have so many resources that's just young people, like our demographic, yeah. that does so many different things. If we just can start engaging them and we can engage the community, 
Uh, that's what I started doing. I started interviewing elected officials. Find out mm. what, what you're doing for the city. Yeah. Like, how can we find out more about you? Like, what? how do I, I hold you accountable? Yeah. And so after a few years of that, my demographic and my audience was like, Dre, you probably need to give it a shot. Yeah. Because at that time, I had already provided so many, you know, gas giveaways, food giveaways, wow. you know, toy drives, yeah. uh, expungement clinics. We were already doing so many different things. So everybody like, bro, you already doing the work. Yeah. You just need the title. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be in the front of everything. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't like to be watched. Like mm -hmm. now when I go places, people know who I am way before I know who they are. Oh, absolutely. And that does not, that's, that's not a comfortable feeling for me. Mm. Like, not at all. So I never wanted that feeling. Mm -hmm. However, it's a sacrifice. Yeah. Like, you get into this position so you can make the different changes. And, and that's what I had to do. And yeah. so I put my name on the ballot. I got a, a nice little support system. Um, I realized I had to raise a lot of money. Yeah. And I didn't have businesses and corporations to go after to fund my campaign mm -hmm. i had to fund it with the homies wow so i'm like talking to the homies like yo i need some donations yada, yeah, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah. and i raised 60 grand off just the streets that's and crazy donations. and um i went to the, you know we did the general election i mean the primary i won that and in compton you have to have 50 percent plus one vote mm -hmm. so when you got five people running for office Likely you're not gonna get fifty percent. Mm -hmm. It's divided up so many ways, so they take the the, the the candidates of the two highest numbers and then they run off. They call mm -hmm. it a, they call mm -hmm. it a runoff. Um, when the numbers came in from the runoff, with me and the incumbent, mm -hmm. I lost by one vote. Wow! One single vote. It That's was like crazy. eight sixty nine, eight seventy, something like that. Blew my mind. Crazy is, and I don't mean to sound uh, cocky or self-centered or anything like that but there's no way in hell he was gonna beat me okay there was no way like, and what year was this this was 2021 okay oh that wasn't too long ago. Yeah, yeah yeah there was no way this dude was gonna beat me and uh so i, I paid for a recount that cost sixty six hundred dollars so i had to raise my money for that we found Ooh. voter fraud oh a lot of it okay gave it over to the da da made a they, they they indicted the incumbent and five other people like three weeks later. Whoa. So then I'm like, all right, so shouldn't I be able to get my seat? They like, well, no, you gotta, you know, we gotta go through the trial and they get convicted and then the council gets to appoint whoever they want to. I'm like, oh, that's bull. Like I, I won. Like so yeah. I had to file a civil case. So okay. which is different <laughs> from a criminal case. So I'm like, damn, I'm going through a lot. Yeah. So now I gotta pay for a lawyer. $10,000. So this is all the money that's coming out of, out of oh our pocket. God. So I have 10000 on that. And uh, we finally got in front of a judge probably about nine months later. Um, after nine months, we killed it in the in the courtroom. Mm -hmm. So now I'm waiting on the judge to make a decision. It takes her three months wow. to make a decision, which drove, that was driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the incumbent um, this is where it gets a little crazier too. So the incumbent's assistant, the mm -hmm. liaison, mm -hmm. um, is is DJ Quick's son, rapper DJ. Okay. Quick. The incumbent goes to his son's baby shower, birthday party, no, graduation party, uh, kindergarten, mm -hmm. and they go to his baby mom's house, and the baby mom doesn't like the incumbent. Mm -hmm. The guy that I was going against. Mm -hmm. So um, they beat him up bad at the no. baby shower, like at, the, at the birthday, like beat him up bad, so bad. And this is where I don't know this part to like yeah, how this yeah. part played out, but David ended up shooting his brother-in-law and killing his brother-in-law. Wait a minute! The next day, I got appointed to my seat. So this, I'm telling you, if I was to sit here and lay all this stuff out, y'all be like, "Yo, this is a movie." What? This is a movie, bro. <laughs> And um, and it's, I mean, all this is fact. You can look it all up. It's all yeah. Like, it's news stories. It's what all is this going is public on? Record. But that's all that surrounded my your campaign, my campaign, and being appointed. And so it made for a great story. But sheesh. Yeah. So you was facing a lot going I was on this. Facing a lot. I was not losing. And right. It was all or nothing for me. You know. 
It was, it was all or nothing for wow. me. Wow. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. So usually with like, how does work, if it wasn't all of that going on, how is the steps to getting in office? Like, what are, like, some steps, just in case somebody is interested in doing yeah. that? Yeah. Um, honestly, getting in office, the steps are easy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's very simple. You're 18 and older, you live in the city, mm-hmm. U.S. citizen, you can run. Yeah. You know, now the running part, like you put your name on the ballot, you know, you go through the process of uh, filling out, you know, the, the, the paperwork to get your name on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Now you got to pay. X amount of dollars for every different thing. Yeah. You, know, you got to raise a lot of money. Yeah. Like, it's not cheap to run a campaign. Um, postage costs the most. Mm-hmm. Mailing out letters, yeah. postcards, all that. Like, that that costs the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after you, the, the, you have to campaign. You got to, like, find your demographic. Yeah. You know, find the demographics of your community. Like, yeah. What's, what's, what are your demographics? Is it, my demographics is 79% Latino. Mm. And I went against the first Latino ever elected in Compton. That's crazy. So I had to turn the Latino support yep. over to me, and just and not because I'm black, but just man because I'm a better candidate. Right. So exactly. now I got to get people outside of look. It's not a black and, and Latino mm-hmm. thing. It's like yo, who brings value and change to your community? Yeah. And I already did the work, so you can't argue with me. My mm-hmm. resume speaks for itself. Period. Like, uh, and then he had been incumbent for. He had been a pl- uh, council person for eight years, and I was like, "Well, wh- where's his resume?" Mm. And your res- your resume still don't stack to mine. Period. And you've been in a position, you had the resources, and you still couldn't do it. So, again, identifying your demographic, catering to them, finding out their needs. Yeah. Every everybody needs are different. Mm-hmm. You know, in Compton, five years ago, you can campaign on, "Hey, we got potholes. I'm gonna yeah. fix the potholes." Yeah. But now the potholes are getting fixed. Now what's what's your you know? <laughs> <laughs> now what's, what what you gonna go after? So it's like just finding finding your demographic, finding the issues, finding ways to address them, mm-hmm. and um, and and then you know just kind of like move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, just paint out your your platform, make it clear for people. Yeah, and you gotta be serious because the people that vote the most are seniors. Yeah, they do, and, you, and they gonna ask you some questions. They wanna know what's you know what yeah. it is. If you wanna engage your demographic, that's even harder because mm-hmm. we don't care. <laughs> let's just be honest we don't care to vote how many of us are actually exercising our right to vote not we, many we might vote for the president which means absolutely nothing right exactly but we won't vote for our mayor our council our our judges that mm-hmm. sentence our dads uncles mamas and come on like, like we don't engage in that in, in that in that type of stuff until we're at, we're reactive yeah, yeah, so yeah. So until it affects me is when I care. Yeah, absolutely. And and we need to be more proactive as opposed to reactive. And that's going to. So why are, I mean, I'm a part of the demographic, but why are we like that? What, do you feel like it's because of history and things that have happened in our cities? We haven't seen much work being done. What is contributing to that idea that we are not really active in any kind of political arena? I think there's. I think there's different layers to it. Yeah. So one, they never want us to to, to vote mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if I don't want you to vote, how do I how do I, I disengage you in voting? Yeah. I don't address your concerns. Yes. So now, if I don't address your concerns and I start throwing your kids in jail and robbing them of their right Listen. to actually <laughs> vote, then I can get I can turn you off to voting. Period. Now mm-hmm. you're like, this don't even matter. Your grandma. Took a couple dog bites to vote. Come on. But now you you know a couple generations later you like, y'all ain't gonna do nothing anyway. Mm. And over time you've been able to show that. Yeah. So now we're in the place where it ain't gonna work anyway, right? So we've completely taken ourselves out the game. Yeah. And how do you change that? Well, somebody has to say, you know what? This is, it's important to sacrifice my time and effort to yeah. show 
we can do some things. So Absolutely. now if I'm busting my ass to get in the office, and now I finally get here, and now I got to engage you because I need y'all to, mm-hmm. to to find out to to even care what's going on. Well, why don't you care what's going on? Well, you got you working forty hours a week. You got a baby, two, three babies. Mm-hmm. You got a baby mama, baby daddy, a girlfriend, a wife. Yeah. You got school. You got all this different stuff, and now you want. Now we want you to break down our bull mm-hmm. that we got going on in, in City Hall. Like, that don't even work. You don't have the time. It's only 24 That's hours a, in a day. That's a fact. So you have to, um, and then, again, like, addressing their concerns, their issues. Mm-hmm. My guys, they can't vote. Or at least mm-hmm. they feel like they can't vote. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Can you vote? Well, yeah. Why? Because you went to jail? You think you can't vote? Mm-hmm. Are you on probation right now? Nah. You actually got a chance to vote. You can vote. Come on. Because you're just not on you, you 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 not in jail and you're not on probation. You can vote. That's mm-hmm. the first thing we talk about. Second thing is what you need to to get your life right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, man, I, I, my record messed up. I can't even get a job. Bet expungement clinics. Come on. So now we get the expungement clinics. Now I got now I got you engaged because now I can now I'm tapping into your actual life. Yeah. So now I can help you get your your, your record expunged. And while we're getting your record expunged. If you go to the next booth over, they're actually hiring uh, wow. for second chance people. So now I got like 20 employers in the room that's like, oh, we ain't worried about your background, bro. Come on over here. See? Now you're getting benefits. Now you got your kids getting dental. Mm-hmm. You got health. You got vision. You got a full uh, paycheck. Yeah. Now you're not as interested in messing off your time now. Come on. Because you don't really want your kids to have to go back to county hospital. Yeah. That's not, you know, you changed up a little bit. You've gotten mm-hmm. used to this lifestyle. Yep. And so you don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. So the things that appeal to you before don't appeal to you now. Wow. Um, and, and, it, and it's the same thing with everything. You have to address all the concerns we have. We have a homeless problem. Yes. Okay, well, they say, well, address the homeless. Well, who's the homeless? You, mm-hmm. got, you got people that just been released from jail. You got foster youth, which to me is the most important. People that yeah. were 17 years old. Now they're 18, and you ain't getting paid to keep yep. them there. So now they out. Come on. And they the most able, willing. They got all the, the energy. They yes. going to either make it make it do what it do, or it's going to be a problem. Yep. Um, you got drug addicts, homeless. You mm-hmm. got um, mental health crisis. Those are homeless people. Yes. So you can't say, I want to address homeless without addressing each demographic in homelessness. Yeah. So once you start addressing these things, you start cleaning up your community. Mm-hmm. Now you got more people saying, you know what, Drake is actually getting some stuff done. Yeah. He said he, he running for mayor? All right, bet. This is what we're doing then. Yes. And I, I get my people, because I know a lot of people in the community, y'all all doing something. Yeah. And everybody want to do something in Compton. They can't do something in Compton. Come on now. So now we tap in, like, Trap Kitchen. What y'all want? Y'all want a spot? Come on, man. Let's pull up. Get a spot. Taco Mill. What you want a spot? Let's get you a yeah. spot. Like, we get on, and we start tapping into all these different um, entrepreneurs and and celebrities, and yeah. we start engaging them into your community again. And you oh, and you roll out the red carpet. Yes. Like, make sure they this they hood. Yeah. It's home. So... And you start you, and you start giving people jobs. You start in, employing the community. You start putting money in people's pockets. And I'm putting gas in people's cars. Like, Come on, man! I done did a couple gas giveaways. Fifty dollars a tank. Just like ain't nobody putting fifty dollars in their tank. <laughs> right. Ain't nobody doing that. Like that's a fact. That's gonna make you say, all right, well, let me let me engage. Let me mm-hmm. see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Let me find out more about what's happening. And again, like I said, all these, these people doing all these different things throughout the, the week. Mm-hmm. If I can relieve the gas, if I can put some uh, some diapers in your uh, yeah. in your kids, you know what I'm saying for your yeah. kids. If I can give you some food, all that stuff just makes your your, your week a little easier. Yeah, and maybe definitely. you can hear what I got to say now Come because on now. we done we done met you where you were at. Man, that's powerful because you're not only talking about it, but you're putting people in position to make changes in their lives. Because a lot of times people just there for the photo op. Mm-hmm. They come in and out the city, take a cute picture, I'm giving away something. And then they out the community while people are still suffering, don't have the resources they need. Yeah. But there's so many organizations that are in a lot of these cities, but then we don't see, or we don't hear about a lot of the stuff that be going on. Nope. 
but I constantly see your stuff. Like you, are, it's always on social media. So how did you use social media to campaign and also to give your community resources? Like how was your campaign rollout on there? See, it was easier for me because social media is where I lived at. Yes. Like social media is where I've built the hub radio up at and everything else. So my demographic was already there. Period. I just needed to make sure they got the resource. It's about the content you put out. Yes. Like I could share, you know, some of these videos. Mm-hmm. I could share some nice, uh, some nice shaped women, mm-hmm. or like I can, I, we can do all kind of different things. But let me share some content that you can actually benefit from. Yeah. Uh, some content that 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 can that that makes your life a little easier. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you just constantly just just show people like, yo, we ain't gotta, we don't have to go left. We can. It's beneficial to go right. Yeah. And you can win going right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was it was it was easy for me to get my demographic engaged via social media. Now the actual voters was different. Yeah. Because voters was again sixty five plus. I gotta go knock on their doors. That was yes. different. I gotta sit in there with grandma at the living room table, like, yo. Yes. But um yeah, it was it's it's really just the content you put out, letting yeah. people know that you actually care. Yeah. And then once you once you start showing up for people's kids, you got people's attention. Period. Now you Period. got you got the attention. Like I showed up for your kid, bro. Mm-hmm. That's different. Like that's way different. Yeah. So we can get people more engaged once you tap into what they what they actually need. Yeah. You gotta know what they need. That's a fact. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know what they need. They know what we what what has worked up until this point. Yeah. But this like the world is constantly changing. It Every is. day it's changing. Yes. And some some politicians our politicians, mm-hmm. like this is, we we're repetitive. Some people are repetitive. That's all. Uh, I agree. Do what? This is what worked last year. <laughs> Me, I'm looking like all right. That worked. That worked last year. But in a, in a perfect world, we've gotten our our community in a different position for this year, so mm-hmm. that we need to address something else. Mm-hmm. But if I'm still addressing the same thing we did last year, if I'm still addressing potholes. You know, I'm stuck in that space. It's like, all right, this Not is. Not the potholes. That's all we talked about for the last five years. Anybody know content? Man, Long the potholes. Beach the potholes. Oh, y'all got a lot of potholes? Yeah. Y'all know about them damn potholes, but I'm be quiet. Um, so even with the, like, the, young, the youth in Compton, yeah. like, what are some things that the youth can do to get involved and even help in their community? And then really focusing on entrepreneurship, because I want to segue into that as well. Like, what can the youth do to make their dreams a reality, get involved in their community now that you're uh, connected to? Yeah. I think the way that the, the youth can get more involved or it's just really communicating. Let us yeah, know what yeah. you want. Yeah. What is it? Like, demand the things that you want. Demand your your uh, elected officials to address your concerns. Yeah. And and then also on, on the, at the same time, what makes you valued or your mm-hmm. opinion valued to said politician is that the fact that you vote. If you don't vote, trust me, they don't care what you got to say. Mm. They don't. Yeah. They they do not care. Yeah. So if you're not exercising your right to vote, don't even bother. Yeah. And they make decisions and, for you. And they they will make the decision for mm-hmm. you. And so like it's it's really just uh, like getting to the youth is probably been the the, the biggest task. But once you actually accomplish it, again, once you actually address those concerns, you got them. Yeah. Like right now, I'm working with some skaters at the park. Mm-hmm. And they ain't never dealt with no politician. But they just wanted to do some skating parties and some skate stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had some resources. And all I had to do was say, okay. Right. Like, that's it. That's all I had to do. And, like, they like, <laughs> yo, Councilman Spicer or Dre, like, you cool. Like, they, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. engaged now. I'm like, yo, I need this. I need that. They own it. Yes. Like. But it's the relationship. Mm-hmm. Everything is about relationships. I agree. Everything is about communication. Every, like so, I have to show a demographic that don't even vote that I care about them, mm-hmm. and now they care about what I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. if I can engage them, I, I got everything. That's because other ones that's not voting. That's a fact. And if our if, if our demographic is 30 years old, and I got all the 30 year olds. And you're doing that too, because I see you working with a lot of different organizations in the city. And shout out to Christy, Children's Striving Together. And she's doing a lot of stuff with the youth. Um, I want to segue to entrepreneurship, Mm because you know you have a lot of stuff going for yourself. So, what what 
was you always an entrepreneur? Was that something always in you as a kid? Or was that something you just felt that was needed in your life as you got older? Because you know, multiple streams of income is the way. Well, it depends on what, how do you define an entrepreneur? Mm, but you know, that's but a new yes. word. Uh, no, I, I've always had my own business to some degree. Mm -hmm. It has not always been the right business. Mm -hmm. um, again, I grew up right here in, in the hood. Yeah. So I've had businesses before I had business. Mm -hmm. And those businesses have always been, I've always engaged in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in, in that. And um, I think it was just because I didn't want to work for no one. Hello. I didn't want to work for no one. I, I was a creative and I just wanted to, Mm -hmm. I just want to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that it was. I don't. I don't think that my schooling or background prepared me to be an entrepreneur. I don't think that mm -hmm. we we give kids or they didn't give me the, the tools I needed to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. I had to figure it out on my own. Yeah. So there's a lot of bumps and bruises that come along with that. A lot of trials and tribulations that come along with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, going like now. There's so many careers that I think that we need to start addressing. Podcasting is a yes. career. You're not gonna catch that at uh, in college. You not can't take a college <laughs> right. take a college course <laughs> for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's uh, blogging is a is that's a actual career now. Yes, it like, is. There's so many new careers that we can just say, hey, like let's just let's start engaging our youth yeah. in what these new careers are. Yeah. Um, because they're not going nowhere. That's fact. Yeah. The internet changed everything. Mm -hmm. Like. I was in, it's going to age me. I was in high school and they were teaching, uh, they were teaching us how to create websites. At this time, mm. we didn't know what WWW even stood for. They were teaching yes. us what that stood for. Yes. Like they were teaching us like, yeah, well, this is going to be the future. Like they going to have this thing called email and it's going to oh, be yeah. all this stuff. Like I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, no, bro, this sounds crazy. Like I don't want to like, are we really mm -hmm. wasting our time doing this? Yeah. And I never took it serious, but they were teaching me how to create websites. Yes. Five, say ten years later, I'm, I have an internet radio station. Come on, like it's like if I would have just engaged, yes. I could have been ahead of the curve. Who me too? So, but <laughs> right, yeah. But there was no one that could reach me at that age to tell me, yeah. no, this is this is where we're going. Yeah, exactly. And, and if there was somebody like me to to engage with me, I yeah. probably would have paid more attention. But it was. Your teachers, your mm -hmm. principals, your, mm -hmm. your friends' dads, you know, just people that you didn't necessarily relate to. So yeah. you almost didn't hear what they had to say, and you missed a lot of opportunities by that. So That's a fact. We just have to figure out ways to communicate with our our our, uh, our youth. Yeah. But in terms of, like, like, entrepreneurship, I think it's important to understand the business first that you want to be, yeah. that you want to be in. A lot of us mm -hmm. don't want to work for people. That's why we become entrepreneurs. Absolutely. A lot of barbers don't want to work for nobody or don't want to be someone else's, in someone else's shop because they want to do their own thing. That's a fact. And so they don't necessarily have customer service. Like, <laughs> Say it it's, again. It's the reason why I got locked. I'm like, bro, what's up, man? It's waiting six hours for a haircut. It's ridiculous. That's a but fact. after you have your quota for some people, after you uh -huh. have your quota, how many people it takes to pay your rent and all your bills, yep. you ain't tripping. Yep. That's not entrepreneurship. Nope. That's like I'm a small business owner. Say it again. Yeah. Say and, it again. And in respect to that, if that's what you are, you're not. Yes. You can be a small business owner. Mm-hmm. I have a water store. I don't want to be in there every day selling you water. Right. I, I want to be a boss, hire someone, let them do it, and let me go open up the next one. That's and what then I'm the next about. one. Like this, it's perception. Yeah. So, but if you don't know the business, if you don't know how to communicate with people, if you don't know, if you have like, and you don't even have to go to school for it, you just have right. to understand it. Right. You, you can go to YouTube University and get a lot of information. And read some books, y'all. Couple, couple of uh, audio books. Yeah. You good. Like you, you good. can get out here. But um, I think a lot of us jump into it with uh, just just knowing that we don't want to work for work for yeah. someone else, and that's why we become yeah entrepreneurs. Yeah, and we got to study. Our craft. I think that's what's missing a lot, too. What mm -hmm. I see a lot of people, because I get people call me, hey, Maisha, can you help me with X, Y, and Z? It'd be five years later, they don't even have an EIN number. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, you skipped everything. You don't have your business entity. You don't even know what it means. Like, it, it, there's, there has to be a level of uh, mentorship 
that mm-hmm. people have to do as mm-hmm. well it, when they're going through the entrepreneur journey. And I ask questions. I don't feel like I know everything, but I know a lot. Yeah. So I like, look, this is what you need to do. I take people under my wing. This is how you're supposed to do this. And, you know, and just trying to work with the youth, too, to create programs so I can teach them how to do it. So, like, for me, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It can be up and down. Sometimes you you at the top, you making so much money, you good. Then all of a sudden, things just go. <laughs> so, oh. like, so talk about the obstacles in entrepreneurship, because I know you can speak on that. Yeah, man. I mean, and it depends on what business we're talking about. But I've, yeah. I've gone through seasons with my water store where, you know, summertime is booming. You get to the yeah. winter, you know, you get around Christmas time, everybody like, eh. I don't need Do water. Do I really need Seamoss? <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know, I can just stay in the house. Like, you know, you go through these waves. And then, yeah. it's, and again, it's customer service that you go there through. There you go. Those waves. It's being able to address, uh, somebody being able to tell you, hey, man, like, I didn't like this about your store. Yeah. And you, like, move on. Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to having that response, you'd be like, all right, well, talk to me. Like, what is it that I could do better? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we're the boss, so we don't want to take constructive criticism from some. Mm-hmm. Peasant uh, customer, <laughs> what? Just come spend your five dollars and move on. Like, right, right. That and, and we have to change that attitude about it. Like we just soak it in, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, but like you go through so many different mm-hmm. phases. Like at a job, you know, you got a paycheck coming every two weeks. It's mm-hmm. gonna be the same amount every yep. two weeks. You gonna get your benefits that come along with it. Mm-hmm. You might get a little four hundred one k, little put to the side, a little retirement put to the side. That's a fact. That's coming for sure. You know, you ain't got all you gotta do is show up and clock in, clock out. Period. Entrepreneurship, nah. Yep. It ain't that simple. Everything nope. is a hustle. Everything you gotta hustle hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to a point to where, all right, your business is sustaining itself. Now, how does it sustain you? Yeah. You know, it's the growth. Constantly mm-hmm. growing in your business, like figuring out ways that you make your business better. Um, dealing with employees that aren't necessarily like-minded mm. or care for, you know, and want to show up on time or mm-hmm. even even just on your name alone. Like, yeah. you know, they come to your store, you like, and you got a customer in there, I mean, a uh, uh, in there and they just not engaged mm. like that's a reflection of you and you yeah. come to my water store and then and, and then we're playing chess on the on the, on the phone and we didn't even see you come in wow like, you know like yeah for me that's a problem yeah it is like i'm like yo I address them say mm-hmm. something speak mm-hmm. you ain't gotta follow somebody around the store and be like yo uh you know Get something to get out. No, <laughs> right. Like, yo, you know, let me know if you need anything. That's mm-hmm. over there. That's over there. If mm-hmm. you got any questions, something simple. That's Just let a person feel welcome, mm-hmm. especially with black men to other black men. I think that's super important because yeah. we've come from a space where everything is so uh, territorial. We gotta mm-hmm. look you up and down. We gotta size you up. We gotta see if it's cool. Yeah. You know where you from? Is he coming here tripping? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. So, when you address. And it's for black women, too. Because yeah. we both have these issues. Black yeah. women on black women, black men on black men. Absolutely. Once you address them and you get the respect out the way, the energy changes. Mm-hmm. Like, I have I purposely do it to, to, to cast men. I, I, hit a, I hit a dude, what's, what, what's going on, King? How you feeling, bro? Yeah. Like, is there anything I can get for you? Anything you need? Like, yeah. And it throws people off. Like, mm-hmm. And then, but then you see them relax. Like, dang. All right, cool. Yeah. Like, I had to do that at the radio station. Like, I've had a radio station, the, the my studio. Yeah. And you get all kind of people coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, every kind of person. And some people don't mix. But my staff always, we the first ones on you. We're going to engage you. Yeah. We're going to make sure you're comfortable. We're going to make sure you have everything you need. By the mm-hmm. time you sit down, you like, man, this is a cool spot. I like being here. Yeah. And that's the reflection that you want of you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with all your businesses. You want Absolutely. your business to reflect who you are. Say it again. And, and maybe you don't even know what that is. That's mm-hmm. another thing we got to look into. Come on. Like, what do you want your, What do you want people to feel like when they walk into your business? Mm-hmm. When they call, when they go onto your website? Yeah. When they, you know, log experience. on to the podcast? When they, ex- what, what do you want them to experience? Yeah. And if you never even talked about that or discussed it, mm-hmm. it's going to fall flat. 
Come on now. It will fall flat. And that's built into your brand. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a, a, I think people get confused what that is, too. Like, branding is not just your logo. It's your story. It's how you treat people. It's the story and how you base your business, what your foundation is, how you're going to treat your customers. Mm -hmm. And that's what customer service come in. And a lot of black small businesses, I love, I love us for real. But when I be going to, to some small businesses, you go into places, the customer service ain't there. Like they don't, they're not communicating with you. They don't check up on you. It's like, we have to get back to just the foundation of what you need to do to make sure these customers gonna come back and they tell the people to come back to your establishment. Yeah, I've had several issues at my store. Like I, if I couldn't get there on time like, and we didn't open on time, Yeah. like customers was pissed. Yeah. Like some didn't come back cause we mm -hmm. was late opening up. You know, yeah. it's like I went through that. Like I've had those experiences. Like, like man, y'all don't never be open on time or I'm, I came with my lunch break and Y'all was closed. Like, that was my 30 minutes. Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pissed. Like, I'm not coming back. But, yeah, so, you you know, it's just, again, having the customer service, just crossing your T's and dotting your I's, like, really being that full-service business mm -hmm. and not just saying, hey, I'm a creative, and I just, I, I really just want to make shoes. I just really want to design shoes. So, yeah. you know, I, got, I designed them. They over here. You can pick them up if you want to. Yeah. Like, it's just, you want to engage the, the your, your mm -hmm. So what do you see um, what's going to be the next wave of like black, black creativity? Ooh, that's a good question. Black creativity. Because we, like I say in the opening, we are the culture. So everything we do, we put it out into this world and it becomes like this phenomenon, this trend, this culture changing moment, mm -hmm. idea. So what is the next yeah. wave of black creativity? That's a tough one. I mm -hmm. think I definitely think it's going to be some something in the uh, the tech world. Yes. Um, my boy right now he does. Uh, I, 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 how do I how do I explain this? Because he's he's really into these tech things. So mm -hmm. he's creating like virtual spaces and rooms and oh that's like what he, I love. He created a, a virtual office. Really? And he had us walking through the office, and you can go communicate with people. Like, you know, you'll be in the podcast. They'll be yeah. at home, but, like, you're in this studio, and yes. like, I can walk into the studio virtually, and we could have done this virtually. Mm -hmm. and it's like he has this whole um, – man, my, my, my dog is so dope. Uh, what's the name of his – is it 89? That's messed up. Now I can't even think of the name. It's coming. We're going to figure it out, y'all. I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, man. <laughs> But yeah, he's doing some. He's doing some pretty dope mm -hmm. things. I think it's it's definitely gonna be in the tech field. Definitely. Um, I think that we are definitely getting into that space, and we're making it our own. Yeah. So like, when 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 spaces are or um, industries are brought to the table, or they mm -hmm. finally come to our uh, space, mm -hmm. we make them different. Yeah. Like we put our flavor onto it. Definitely. And it's not to say it's way better than everybody else's, but it's different. Yeah. Case in point. Black people tacos. It's tacos, <laughs> but we put we do them different, right? Like right. we fry the shells, we got cheese in that hey. thing. You might put some ketchup. You got <laughs> hey, cabbage. You know, you you did your thing to it. It's Period. not like the street tacos where you get yep. like the, the 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 tortilla and the meat and mm -hmm. and, and the lime. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. Like you like eh, that's cool, but we just we just have our own. We got our own creativity. So once yeah. you let us in a space, or once we get into a space. It, it is definitely our space. We gonna, and then everybody's gonna follow that trend. Yep, everybody's gonna follow that trend. So it's, it's for me, for sure, it's gonna be in the tech field. Psst, you, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. I agree. I think that's where it's at. Yeah. I mean, I'm already in tech. So yeah. like for me, just being in the startup space, 
it's a journey doing that too. That's a whole nother side of entrepreneurship that a lot of us need to get involved in. Just a startup space, period, when it comes to technology, building an app, you build a new product. Like there's so much money in that too. Like financially, Y'all playing. Yeah. You can make 250K in some of these roles, depending on what you're going for. Like, you can create the prompts for, like, ch chat GPT kind of um, platforms. They're making over 200K just on that. Cybersecurity is making a lot Cyber of Cybersecurity, like 250, yeah. 150. It depends on the company you're working for. You're working for Google, working for Microsoft, building your own brands. And that's another thing we have to do. We have to start taking ownership. Mm -hmm. And not just, yeah, it's great to have a, a good contract with some some of these great companies and learn from them. But take take what you know, be a sponge, and then be able to create jobs, yeah. create your own companies, and be able to change the game for a lot of people because a lot of people going to eat off of technology. That's where it's at. That's where everything yes. is going. I, I think if you just look at it, look at the trend. Yeah. Uh, what the internet came out in what early 90s yeah from that point on the world has literally been leveling up yep and you yeah. see technology constantly moving if you had a, 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 a ipod right now you would look mm -hmm. ancient right a iPod. do you know <laughs> right. how revolutional the ipod was it was i had a disc man with a cd book this big yep with about 100 pages of cds and cases yep that all changed with this one it killed the whole industry. Everything. But we saw that in our lifetime. We did. We saw tapes. We saw records. We saw yeah. VCRs. We then saw uh, DVDs. DVDs. Pod, uh, iPods. Mm -hmm. like we've seen all these transitions. The technology is moving at a, at yeah. a pace that you cannot keep up with. Our phone is everything. Everything's on the on the internet. Now yeah. we watch TV on the internet. We yep. listen to the radio on the internet. Yep. You know, everything. The whole experience is, is online. You can't have... A business without a website or an email address. Yes. This is all internet stuff. This is all the things that the internet has brought to our lives. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely going to be in tech. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, even during the pandemic, we looked at so many businesses that closed down or people were struggling. But one thing that was consistent, food, right? Yep. The food didn't change. The internet. We utilize online platforms yeah. to have meetings. We, they ain't changed. We like, changed the whole work industry. We, put, we yes. put everybody. Some people never even went home, but yes. went back to work. <laughs> right? The remote like work now is yeah. everything, and everybody loves it because you realize you can do your job and still have work-life balance, if they like to say that. Yep. But you can still enjoy your time. You can still cook at home, be with your family. Low-key run errands and come back. <laughs> and do yep. your job. Now, the employers don't care about that. Yeah. They're looking at it like, yo, we were spending $50,000 a month on this office space that we yep. don't have to now. Overhead. Like, just the overhead on, alone. Like, internet did that. Yeah. Pandemic did it, but yeah, the internet yeah, yeah. made it possible. Absolutely. So, yeah, like, we, we, we need to focus around just building around the internet. Yeah. Because that's, gonna, that's changing the world. Is there any tech, like, things going on in Compton? Um, It's a lot of tech. Going yeah. on in Compton, man. Compton Unified is doing some, some, some a lot of different things in tech. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing robot, uh, robotics. Um, oh, that's dope. Yeah, they're doing a, they're doing a lot of different things in tech. I, I'm not on the school board, so mm -hmm. Compton Unified and the city is two totally different entities. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. So we gonna we really gonna make sure that we get a lot of the kids involved in that entrepreneurship technology. You know, getting involved in your politics, making yes. sure we electing your government officials, your yes. city officials, because um, it's really important on a and on the city. And being a part of that change. Yes, exactly. That's the thing too. Like the, the kids need to know that they can be a part of that change. Yes. It's not like don't put it all up on me. Mm -hmm. You got some ideas? Mm -hmm. Bring that to the table. And let me let's figure out how we can get it done. Have open conversations. Yeah. So I and then that. you get that from the youth. Like the youth is going to lead us. They we, are. We got to stop eating our young. See, say uh, that again. Yeah, <laughs> we be eating our young. Let's go into that a little bit. Now, what do you mean by that? Bro. Let's elaborate. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with where I'm at now in politics. Mm -hmm. Power is never taken. I'm sorry, it's, mm -hmm. it's never given. Mm -hmm. No one's going to be like, yo, Maisha, mm -hmm. you want a shot of this power? Man, just take the whole thing. Right. No one's doing that. Mm -hmm. You have, Power is to be taken. 
Yes. And so the elected officials that are in place now are tend to be of a certain age. Yeah. And have maybe been there for a while and they not going nowhere, mm-hmm. not by <laughs> choice. And, and they frozen can, on TV. I can name a few. You be <laughs> like, yo, why are they still in office? You see it in the White House. You see politicians freezing on camera. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I didn't even. Yeah, they checking out. It, they they checking out. Mm-hmm. So you just, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting off to something else, man. I lost my whole. <laughs> I ain't lost the question and everything, right? It's all but, good. Uh, yeah, it just. What was the question? I, <laughs> it threw me off. Like I'm sitting here, like, cause I'm sitting there going through it. Like, dang, the the, the transition of power is is hard in in mm-hmm. any in any place because yeah. like, nobody the, nobody wants to give that. No one wants to give up the power. So you yeah. got to engage and, yeah. and, and and take it. And uh, when when older people that aren't ready to transition see younger people coming up, mm-hmm. they figure out ways to cut them down mm. and they use their their uh, uh, resources to stop them from doing what, whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, that's honestly how I got it. Like that's that's what made me run. Yeah, like I was doing my events all the time in Compton, and two politicians was like, "We're not letting him do nothing else." Wow. And so I made it my goal to get both of them out of office, mm-hmm. which I did. We got one of them out of office, and later I got the other one out of office. So wow. Like that's that's what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. they like they purposely trying to stop what I'm doing. That's an example of eating your young. Yeah. Um, we we do it in uh, in every world. There's power in. Yeah. Like if there's power, we don't want nobody to take it. That's a fact. And your little young ass coming up here trying to do X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Man, we gonna get rid of that. We don't need that. We don't yep. Need that. Yep. Yeah. They're a little too forward thinking. They're a little too aggressive. They're a little too uh, like. Mm-hmm. I hear all that stuff. Yeah, I've like, heard it too. Like yeah, your ideas are great, but. That's risky, or that's this, or that's mm-hmm. that. Like people be scared to, yeah. to do something different. But the youth take risks. Yes, and that's, you have to take risks. You have to. I do it all the time. I'm like, I'm about to do this. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I, I, I'm a risk <laughs> no taker. No fear of flying at all. I'm a risk taker. Yes. You, you you can't you can't you can't fly if you if you're afraid of heights. That's a fact. Like you got to get out here and do that. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Youth, we ain't playing with y'all. We're going to have some things coming. But what is some advice you would give the youth of today? Mm. Advice that I would give the youth today. Mm-hmm. One, communication is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say that from a relationship standpoint, from a business standpoint, yeah. um, even from just a family standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like We let a lot of trauma and drama come into our lives just because we don't know how to communicate properly. Yeah. We can alleviate a lot of that if we just communicate it. And it Absolutely. takes off so much pressure off your plate. Like it relieves so much space in your brain to even think of something else mm-hmm. to not deal with your everyday struggles and pressures. Yeah. Um, being true to who you are. So yeah. finding out who you are mm-hmm. and then being true to that. So you young, you don't, you're 17 years old, you don't really know who you are. That's a fact. Like you, you're still learning life. Yeah. Like you're still going through the motions and catering to other people's image of what you should be yeah. is detrimental to your own mm-hmm. growth. So finding out who you are and being okay with not knowing and going through that process. I love that. And then staying true to what you find out after that. Mm. Like you might have came up in a family that gangbang. Mm-hmm. You might be the smart one. <laughs> you actually might be the smart. You might be the one to change the trajectory of the whole family. But Period. because pops banged and big bro banged and it's the hood. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Yep. But that is good at math. Do you know how good he is at math? <laughs> like, Man! Like that bro is good Wait, at math. is that you, daddy? <laughs> like, it could be an accountant. It could... Any, it's so many different yes. things that you can do with you know with, with those different things, man. Um, so again, it's 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 being true to who you are, mm-hmm. being comfortable in that. Um, an example of me doing that, bro, I was designing evening gowns. I was in the hood, yeah, with the homies, doing things that I probably shouldn't have been doing. I was going to go make evening gowns. Wow! And they knew about it. 
They was asking me to put the hood in they in they den in they denims. I'm making jeans for them, putting their hood name in it. That's uh, crazy. All that. But like, I'm cool with being me, bro. Like, yeah. you ain't finna change that. We mm -hmm. gotta fight about it. Okay, we've been we've done this. <laughs> like, be comfortable who you are. Stand up for that. Yeah. Be firm in that. Mm -hmm. And um, ain't ain't nothing worse than being a, a fashion designer for you know designing evening gowns in the hood. Like every <laughs> what. Yeah, that's can, different. Yeah, that's different. That's <laughs> different. But I was super comfortable with that. I yeah. loved doing that. Still do. Yeah. And um, but it's it was because I was comfortable with who I who I am. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one thing my mom instilled in me. Like just be you. Don't yeah. follow nobody's trend. Don't follow nobody. Be who you are and and, and stick with that. So those would be my um advice to the youth, man. Find who you are. Stay true to that. Communicate. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid of therapy. There you go. Like, we we, we have been traumatized. Mm -hmm. The hood has compound trauma. My grandfather's been going through trauma. They passed it on to my dad. His trauma and passed on to me. None of us has ever talked about this trauma. Oof. And now I'm set to deal with everybody's trauma. It's the compound trauma. Yeah. Um, and now some things make, I, I have insecurities and some things make me uncomfortable because whatever reason, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh man, uh, you know, my, my dad was touching us, you mm -hmm. know, now you can't be around other men of a mm -hmm. certain age because that triggers you. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, I don't want to get too far wow. off that, but yeah, those, we, we, we have compound trauma in our communities and, and we act like going to see a therapist is something white people do. Yeah. Yeah, I've said this multiple times. I went to therapy in secret yeah. by myself. Didn't tell nobody about it. And it literally changed my life. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, you know, go to therapy or find your therapy. You know, because sitting in front of somebody doesn't work for everybody. But find mm -hmm. your therapy. It could be working out. It could be going to breath work classes. It could be dance, yeah. you know. Find your therapy and talk to people. Find that one person that you can talk to that is o you can be open and honest and be yourself with and express yourself, um, and everything will be fine. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I 100% I, I stand behind that. Yeah. Like, I know too many people that said, saw too many different things and just never was the same. Yeah. Like. Me too. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's rough because mm -hmm. – there is no uh, result. Like, there's no, there's no answer for it. Like, if mm -hmm. you don't start to treat yourself, then it's like you are, you're only going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. You're only going to grow worse. So yeah. Where you see yourself going? Like, what's the what's the end goal there? Yeah. I even talked to the homies in the hood. Like, yo, y'all gang banging. I get it. Everybody's shooting up stuff. Who's going to win? Who wins? How do how do you win? Mm. It's been going on for thirty years. How, mm. how you win? Just tell me how we win, so we can like try to so we can fast forward to that part. Listen. And, and nobody has answers to, there is no win here. There you go. And and they know it. So now it's like, all right, well, how do we address getting you out of that? Yeah. But the culture, our background, mm -hmm. our daddy did it. Mm. Our brother did it. This man then spoke a whole word today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let that one sit. <laughs> but... It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Like this is a great conversation. I would love to have more conversations. Yeah, Tell the people done already. Listen, Shoot, I'm ready to go. Let's listen. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so give people your information where they can find you, any websites, your ads, and everything. Yeah. Um, so on social media, I'm Andre Spicer. Mm -hmm. uh, just Andre Spicer. You can find that anywhere. Uh, there is two Andre Spicers in Compton, which threw me off too. Really? Yeah. He's uh, the other Andre Spicer is the superintendent of LA Unified School District. Oh, I got wow. so many congratulations from his promotion. I'm like, bro, that, that's not me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Andre Andre Spicer, uh, Hub City Dre mm -hmm. on social media. Uh, my website uh, is Spicer for Mayor. Yes. Uh, that, I think that should be ready in another couple weeks, hopefully. So when we so running for mayor? It's 2026. That's, that's what I'm doing. Yes. 2026, man, we running for mayor. Uh, and it's, it's, it's all or nothing for me. For that, so I don't get to go back to my district two seat if I if yeah. I don't make it. Mm -hmm. like it's, it's it's all or nothing, and and we put all our chips up. I um, love it. 
I got one of the best future supporters from Compton, man. So I, I'm, I'm confident in that, man. Beautiful. Uh, I think we're gonna do some some major things, man. So uh, yeah, we got we got some plans. We putting some 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 stuff together. So we in your corner. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, need we gonna that. be pushing that. I need that. We gonna be all in the videos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Making sure That's this man get in like you're super dope. Thank, Thank you so much for being here. For if y'all want to follow Keys of the Culture Podcast at Keys of the Culture Podcast on all social media, go to our website, keystocculturepodcast.com. If you want to follow me because I'm cute, at I am Myesha on all social media. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'll see you soon. Bye.